Welcome to Inspired by Faith, a program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. This is a show to help you to be inspired by your Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Emily Jaminette, and join today in studio with my dear friend, Michelle Fanley. We hope that this show provides you an uplifting 30 minutes to help refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope to encourage you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with your sisters in Christ. Welcome, Emily. Isn't this great? So great to be here in studio. Life is good. The sun is shining. I'm really excited about this episode. I'm calling it Be Not Afraid, right? Because as women, we get pretty intimidated by a lot of things in our life. Absolutely. I love when you, I read the you know script and I was like, this is it. This is such a great topic to talk about this quote from John Paul II, be not afraid. And you know what? It's a very predominant theme throughout scriptures, right? Absolutely. Maybe we'll we'll share a few with the women. Which, which, let's go ahead and start, Michelle. What I love about um, Father, our guest today is Father Nathan Cromley, and he was a speaker at our 2016 conference. And um, Father Nathan really shared with us, I think, my one of the favorite stories from his talk. He talked about John Paul II's mother and how she was um, ill and, well, just in poor health and was told not to have any more children. Yet she, out of great faith, had a third child who was Carol Wojtyla. What a gift to the church to have this child who was the Pope and now a saint. So he said in his talk that this, you know, this great saint was born under the courage of a woman. So this is when we are, we are not afraid what can happen. Absolutely. We should not be afraid. But a lot of times we are intimidated by life's big moments. And I think back to the scriptures, how in these important moments, you know, when, you know, in Matthew ten thirty one, you know, do not be afraid, therefore, for you are more value than many sparrows. This idea that like the Lord takes care of you, he takes care of the birds, of the air, he's going to take care of us, Michelle, right? Oh, yes. And yet we can be so I know a mother of seven, I am always anxious about all the responsibilities. I know you feel the same way with parenting children and and making sure that God is is present. So um, I think Father Nathan Cromley, our guest today, this important message that he has is one of hope. And I hope that our hearts can be really open to this message so that we can be left not only hearing those words, be not afraid, but encouraged. Yeah, and you should definitely, if you haven't listened to this talk by Father Nathan, look it up in the St. Gabriel uh, radio archives. I loved he came on to the stage and he said, you women, you are beautiful. And he said, you are more though. You are wanted, you are needed, and you have been sent as an emissary to do a job that no one else can do. And I thought, wow, what powerful words. I was like in the car, like grabbing my daughter's art pad and scribbling all these notes down. And it was such a powerful message that this is what we are, we are called to in life to, to be not afraid to do the work of God. Absolutely. Well, let's, instead of talk about Father Nathan, let's bring him on. Father Nathan Cromley is an informative and engaging speaker, writer, retreat leader, explorer, innovator, educator, fire starter for the Lord. He was born and raised in Toledo, Ohio. He is a joyful served the, as a Catholic priest of the Brothers of St. John's for 13 years and currently ministers in Denver, Ohio, or I mean, Denver, Colorado. <laughs> Father Nathan's spiritual director teaching the dynamic witness has touched the lives of tens of thousands of children, teenagers, married couples, business professionals. And I think it's really a, an amazing gift. He is a 
has hosted a series of radio um, programs on Ave Maria Radio, EWTN, and he even is present here weekly at St. Gabriel. You can hear him every morning at 820 during the week, along with the many trips and retreats, which I can't wait to hear about, where he's led youth to anywhere from Hawaii to Ireland to Scotland to New Zealand. So I just, I can't wait to welcome our friend, Father Nathan Cromley. Hello. I'm so glad to be with you guys. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and we're glad to have an Ohio friend. You know, we had Father Chris Ayler on a couple of weeks and he had a rub in. He was from Michigan. <laughs> well, go box. That's right. That's <laughs> the great state of Ohio. <laughs> if it helps spread the message, right? That's right. You know? Well, we are really excited about this episode of Be Not Afraid. You know, that was what I heard you say to me in 2016 and and over the years to be not afraid to step forward and, and help to spread the message of faith. You know, could you touch, you know, share a little bit of your story? And, and I know that uh, when you were 17, you had a pretty phenomenal experience that, that impacted your life and, and led you on this journey. You know, when I, when I was 17, I got to go to World Youth Day when Pope John Paul II came to Denver, Colorado, and met the youth of North America. And when I, when I got to be a part of that, I encountered the spirit of holiness coming off of Pope John Paul II so profoundly. It was a spirit that was almost beyond the, the drama of my teenage angst and that of the cultural wars that were all over the place. It was this man dressed in white who seemed to transcend all of the cares and worries of the world by bringing this light of faith and hope. I mean, the message that he gave us on August 15th and the final homily of World Youth Day remains burned in my spirit. He said, do not be afraid to go to the rooftops and proclaim Christ. Uh, he, he said, now is not the time to be ashamed of the gospel. Now is the time to proclaim the gospel. And that bold spirit that he gave, it, it just echoed so deeply in my soul that I wanted to follow. And I said yes to Jesus Christ and yes to his vocation to become a priest. And I want everyone listening to remember that. When our Lord came out of the tomb, he breathed on the apostles and said, Peace be with you, and not anxiety be with you, or fear be with you. Be not afraid. Well, I think it's really neat because Michelle and I were just saying before you came on that we also were present at that really particular blessed moment of World Youth Day. Um, so it's neat to see other people that were also received gifts, such as, you know, standing and, and meet, hearing those words. I still remember those words from now, St. John Paul II of Be Not Afraid. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Father. Go ahead. You can extrapolate. Well, I, just get, I get excited because I just, you know, we're talking about one of the greatest Catholic women's conferences in the country. It's my personal favorite, of course, the <laughs> Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. We're talking about Jesus Christ. Ladies, why would we, why, what are we waiting for? Like, we're almost like we, we need, like, the world to give us permission to rejoice. Are you kidding? We're giving the world permission to rejoice. <laughs> and that permission is the Lord and His resurrection. And just takes us overcoming the shadow of fear by the confidence that comes from the knowledge of faith. I just, I, I, I'm a big proponent. So thank you for letting me get excited. We love it. Well, you were. You were so excited when you were here. And you said, our mission is to be at the foot of the cross and then go out and share Jesus with others. We need to be on fire with the Holy Spirit and act boldly. And we are the front line of evangelization. And the priests are just here to fortify us. 
So how are we supposed to be the front line of evangelization if someone doesn't know what, what they should be doing, Father? Well, I'll tell you real simple. For everyone who's a mom listening, I know not everyone has that particular grace, but many women out there do have that particular grace. There's a, rem- a, a reminder I want to give you. Pope John Paul II put it beautifully. He said, God thinks so much of women that he decided to entrust every human being to the arms and the smile of a woman. And I think we can spread that out for those who aren't physically mothers. By the spiritual motherhood, a woman keeps the heart of humanity warm by giving the essential of, of humanity, which is of the heart, love, affirmation, acceptance, into a world that's desperate for it. So I think that the, the mission that every woman needs to play and the front lines of evangelization is to be the image of God, caring in all of that beautiful, nurturing soul to a humanity that starved for the love and the mercy of God. So beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, you sure made me feel better on this day as a mom of seven. Thank you. <laughs> now, Father, what I really loved about you know getting to know your bio and, and knowing you personally, like you have taken retreat leaving to the next level. I mean, you're not just meeting in the basement, and sometimes you are of the of the local parish, but you're also combining adventure and experience. And, you know, I really wished, you know, my husband and I went on your couple retreat to Hawaii, but you're, you're giving them this opportunity to even unplug. You know, tell us a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about this, you know, insight you have to evangelizing and just combining experience. Yeah, I really appreciate that because it's, uh, the gospel is not an intellectual thing only. There's intellectual content to the, the Word of God, it's very important to engage the mind, but we, as being human beings, engage our mind in a 360 way. And what I try to do, it, you know, it just by trial and error and being a priest who's been sent to preach, I realize that the actual proclamation of the Word needs to be labored and worked in a field that's been prepared for that seed to come. And so we prepare it by fellowship, by beauty, by settings that are inspiring, and then by the, the rhythm of a day that's fed by prayer, almost like the wellspring of prayer running through the rich, dark soil of the material of the day to prepare for those moments when the proclamation comes. So it's, just a, little, it's a secret for all of us who are involved in the proclamation of the Word that the human person, the brain, that especially the, of an adult, requires there to be a whole context wherever, where the Word is experienced in a richer way than its purely intellectual content. Relationship, art and beauty, setting, fellowship. This is cool because a lot of people struggle, and they say, I don't know how to evangelize, Father. I'm just a lady. I'm just a single person at church. I'm just a retired grandmother. <laughs> a retired grandmother. You know, I'm, I have nothing to do in this world, and no one cares about me. And I say, the baking of cookies... <laughs> is a key element to saving the world, (laughs) as is the decoration of a house, as is the art of conversation, as is the receptive smile that you give to a little child in the pew in front of you. All of these things, if I can realize that I proclaim Christ by more than just my words, but by my example, my setting, by my acts of kindness, and by the disposition of my life, we realize that God is actually able to use us all the time to make Jesus known. Amen. 
And I think, you know, one thing you also talked about at the conference is, you know, how do we know Christ by reading the word? And you talked about how, you know, our TVs has re- have replaced our Bibles. And so I think that is a powerful message because I know some of us were on our social media or watching TV and we aren't picking up the word of God. So how do you share, you know, how do you tell women to, to read the Bible? Because it can be a little intimidating. I agree. I, I, I But, you know, when you read the Bible... You need to read it as if it was a love letter from God. So you don't read someone else's writings. That's when it, it, it doesn't grab you. But if you read the Bible as if it was a message that God was speaking directly to you, every sentence becomes important. And every sentence has a hidden jewel behind it, because hiding on the other side of that text is the face of Jesus speaking those words outward from the Bible into your heart. So at a real practical level, start with a New Testament and start with things that you understand and don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> in the end, it doesn't really matter too much who the Pharisees and the Sadducees are, and if you get them mixed up, you, get the, you can get the point without getting into all of that kind of detail. As wonderful as that detail is, you, you need to read the Bible almost like you were starving and you were scouring in the basement for any crumbs of food. So it is when you open the Bible, every drip of love that God has in his heart has been poured into that chalice, which is the Bible, and you get to drink it and receive from it as much as you possibly can. That was awesome. I'm going to tell my kids that at dinner tonight. Thank you so much, Father. And I'm going to say that you told us that because the truth is we also have this ability where we want to receive the faith, and then we want to give the faith and pass that on to others. And I think a lot of times we are intimidated or anxious. And I love what you've done with working with teenagers. Maybe, you know, do you have a little bit of encouragement and advice for all of us as we, you know, attempt to parent, you know, that that difficult age, the teenagers, the 20-year-old, or even the 30-year-olds who are are distant? You know, what, what do you, what words of advice do you have? I, I'm so glad that you asked. You know, I, I, it's just like with anything. And number one, you are your best friend. Don't let yourself get discouraged, Mom. That's my big advice. It is a challenge to educate anyone, and that challenge will not go away. Don't let yourself get down on yourself. Tomorrow is another day. You always get another chance to move forward. And if you keep that attitude, well, you're going to find the way forward. The secret is to look to see what is that teenager driving at? What do they want deep down inside? And when you can identify what's moving that teenager, you can understand the choices and the direction that they're taking. And usually it's the same thing. It's a desire for acceptance. It's a desire for identity, right? If if I know that, if my teenage daughter is really looking for acceptance and approval, well, then me constantly opposing her might not be the way to give her acceptance and approval that she needs. Maybe I can get behind her and find a way that's going to encourage her in a positive direction, but that's going to give her what she's longing for. The first step as a parent, knock it down on yourself. Second step as a parent, identify what's moving my child, be in their 20s, be in their 30s, what's motivating them and moving them. And then the third step is, Align yourself with that motivation to feed it in the proper direction. 
That's awesome. I hope every parent, grandparent, aunt and uncle is taking notes because that's what I was doing. Thank you. And, you know, tell us a little bit about the St. Uh, John Institute. You know, what 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 do, what can we find there at stjohninstitute.org? You know, what what is your your day to day there? I'm so glad you asked. St. John Institute exists to raise up saints to lead. I'm convinced, guys, that the problem is not for the church and in our family. It's not on the outside. We want to blame the boogeyman, you know, behind every door, and it's this politician, and it's this economic factor, and it's this problem over here. I want to say, no, no, no. When Christ came into the world, he didn't give us external solutions. He gave us saints. In other words, he, he, he raised up people with the spirit inside of them, who would then provide the external solutions and fight the battles, but his focus was on the soul. So what I did in my ministry, I felt called by God to follow in that same pattern and to to create a ministry where people come to find the spirit and the resources of the spirit that they need in order to face the problems that are out there and conquer them. So we do that by working with families, women, men, teenagers, young adults, through all kinds of programming. We do it in in-person events, and we do it in the media, on, on live streams, on videos, and on radio. But all of it's the same thing. The, the, the gap between talent and resources and mission and need is filled by those who are willing to step into the breach in the name of Jesus Christ and claim that terrain. I call that leadership. So if I can raise up saints to lead, everyone can go to that website and find programming coming near them. I come to Ohio all the time to do things in Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus, Toledo, Dayton. People can find these different programs and reach out and then be inspired. I also am able to come to the area, to churches, to groups, and to bring that ministry of raising up saints to lead and leadership training directly into the hearts of the Christians who need it the most. I love it. Yeah, so it's stjohninstitute.org, right? That's right. That's A-I-N-T, johninstitute.org. Well, I think it's, you know, what you're really saying is it it gives me encouragement for, you know, everyone. There's a place for everyone to serve as a leader, even, you know, like you said, the little grandma to the teenager. You know, we, we all have an important role. Are there any, you know, Father, you know, could you leave us with or close us with some closing words? How would you like, you know, what, what message of, of hope, that final nugget that you could pass on to our listeners and encourage them again to, to come to your site? Oh, well, I'll encourage you to come to my site if it's helpful to you to step on, into the battle, because my word of hope is this, you were made for today. The worst thing we can do as Christians is walk around thinking that we shouldn't be in this situation, that it's a terrible world that we live in, that somehow there's no hope for the world that we live in today. It's a direct contradiction to the resurrection and to the fact, ladies, that you are the mystical body of Christ. Jesus knew what you would be facing. God knew the situation of the world, and that's why he had you be born in the year that you were born, to have the experience that you have right now today. You are the saints that are going to convert the the, the state of Ohio. You are the saints that are going to meet our culture head-on, and there will be no other. (laughs) So it's a beautiful thought to, to, to recognize that instead of looking at the world and becoming frightened about what's out there, 
If we look at our God, we can realize that we bring the victory that we long to see. And of course, stjinstitute.org, we're there to support you in that. But so is that Columbus Catholic Women's Conference and all the great things at St. Gabriel Radio. We're in this together, and the message is this. You are God's saint for today. Don't forget it. Thank you so much, Father Nathan. That was just awesome. We can't wait till next time you're in Columbus, we're going to get dinner, right? All of us. <laughs> Even I, I Dave. would love that. <laughs> Invitation accepted. Awesome. And we are just so excited about the work that you are doing. And again, listeners, you can listen. What encouragement did you receive today? You can listen to this every weekday at 820. You know, put this on your on your alarm. You know, hear Father Nathan. Visit the website. Be encouraged and don't just keep it for yourself. Spread it to other people. This is a message of hope. And like Father Nathan said, you know, we really get to, you know, receive that that resurrection joy and, and spread it to others. So I'm I'm very encouraged. Well, thank you so much, Father Nathan, and we will see you, God willing, soon. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, he's so awesome. Don't you just love him? You know, I as you can tell, I was scribbling a lot of notes about what he said because, you know, as again, we are on the front lines of evangelization. Women, we are, you know, in the world but not choosing not to be of the world and it's it's challenging. Yeah, it is. It's it's intimidating and you don't feel like you're equipped. You don't know what you're supposed to be doing. But really like Father Nathan said, start with these small things when you're caring for your children or when you're at work and you smile at someone like be that face of Christ. And that is the start of evangelization, starting with those relationships. And then they grow into, then you can introduce them to the faith. And I think that it's so important what he said is don't get discouraged, right? A lot of times, you know, Michelle, we can feel like, am I really going to impact someone? Is it really matter if I, you know, say something, you know, maybe sometimes what we say, we might feel like, well, it's going on deaf ears anyways. But I really got that reminder that it does matter. Absolutely. And when you have, you know, I know we said this over and over, when you have that whispering in your heart to do something, that's from the Holy Spirit. And that is when, you know, when they say to, you know, hey, I want you to give that mom at baseball your book. And you're like, she's going to think I'm a weirdo. I'm going to give her some Catholic book. And and then you you do it. And, and this person, you know, says, oh, my gosh, this is exactly what I needed. This was so perfect. You know, I was going through this really hard time. And you kind of open that door to our relationship and then for them to grow in relationship with Christ. And I really got that message too, is not to water it down, right? A lot of times the joy that Father Nathan has, and he really did a great job saying that he'll do the heavy lifting. We just got to get people to the mission, to the retreat. You know, he can come to your parish. You reach out and see if there's a good time that he could come. I mean, that's that's what's really great is sometimes we don't need to carry the whole burden. We just might need to set up the arrangement or tell people, turn on St. Gabriel. You'll get that encouragement every day, all all day long. Absolutely. And that's why it's so great. St. Gabriel has so many things archived. So share those. So you, if you enjoy this show today, please look on St. Gabriel's website and you can cut and paste the link and put it on your Facebook, send it out to a friend. I mean, I, I know I know I do it every time after our show because like this guest was so great and I think you're just going to love it. And then when you share with people, then they can listen as they're driving around as if they're, you know, I love to listen to podcasts with them when I'm cleaning, you know, and you said the pray cleaning earlier and, you know, like I'm listening and soaking it in. And, and that's the great thing about St. Gabriel is there's so many things that are archived or on the, on the app, everything that you can be always listening and always sharing. 
Well, I think that these, you know, as we're talking about this practical, it is really important to get it back to the practical. And for me, the biggest takeaway was, you know, what is motivating that other person and and using it in the positive. I really feel like he challenged me to say, you know, what's motivating that teenager to make their decisions and how can you affirm them and help them? Recently, I was reading an article and it was saying that there was a teenage boy that was really struggling with his relationship with his family. And he said, you know, as a Christian family, he said, but at home, I feel the negativity. But at work, you know, there wasn't a good influence on him. But he said, I felt acceptance there. And I was like, wow, that's a great challenge. It's a great reflection to make sure that, you know, our Christian faith, that they feel the love of Christ. You know, they're going to get some rules. They're going to get some, you know, know, discussions and but our evangelization, are we doing it not just in a state of fear? Yeah, and to be joyful. I mean, I know it, it doesn't do me any good to, if I, you know, I go to Mass and I pray and I'm involved in all these things in the church and then I'm a witch at home, right? That, that my family doesn't see Christ like they think mom is like this mean person who's always grumpy and always yelling. And that's not joyful. And that's not what Christ wants us to portray. So our families have to see Christ in us through our through our behavior. Absolutely. And even in our ministry work or our involvement in our parish or our employment, you know, to do a little census of, you know, what's people's, you know, what's the climate I, I, I send out. So again, you know, Father Nathan Cromley was our guest. You're listening to the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference podcast here on St. Gabriel Inspired by Faith. My name's Emily Jaminette, and I'm in studio with Michelle Fanley. And we've been just so honored that you join us. And we are excited to share that we are planning our 2022 conference. So get ready, ladies, February 19th. Mark that on your calendar because it will be here before we know it. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things when we were preparing for this session, I was so taken back by the influence of holiness on Father Nathan, right? As he opened up talking about meeting, you know, St. John Paul II. And it wasn't like he had a private audience in the back room and they ate and drank coffee. And no, we were pilgrims in that very moment. It was like a wave of teenagers, but there was something spiritual that happened. There was a gift given to him, you know, by, by the Holy Spirit that set his heart on fire. And I think we too can allow our hearts to be set on fire, to not be afraid. So um, one of the things I wanted to just encourage the listeners as a takeaway is I found a beautiful healing novena of St. John Paul II, because what what casts more fear is that those pains, those wounds in our heart, and um, this in particular novena that I wanted to share, you know, this prayer, close with the prayer, but again, one of the most important words St. John Paul II said, besides do not be afraid, is The future starts today, not tomorrow. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by guilt, anxiety, you know, and you just need to take that step. Remember, today is the great day to take that step. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Merciful God, I pray with thanks and gratitude for the great spiritual gift of St. John Paul II, apostolic life and mission. Through his heavenly intercession, please grant the following petitions. Grant also that I may grow in love for you and proclaim boldly the love of Jesus Christ to all people. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Find us at ColumbusCatholicWomen.com and InspireTheFaith.com. God bless.